0: Right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to yet another episode of Thoughts on Films, a podcast that thinks a lot on films in Malaysia and beyond. My name is Fikri and today with us here we have Ezra Mahmood. Hello, Ezra. How are you doing?
1: Hey, good. Alhamdulillah, how are you?
0: I'm doing all right, thanks. Uh, it's good to know that you are doing okay. Today's uh, subject matter is actually going to be uh, on a relatively trendy, hot a very relevant film um, that's uh, making the rounds uh, in in the past number of days and weeks. Um, We are going to be talking about a film entitled Chilli Powder and Thinner, which it sounds, I mean, when you say chili powder, it actually sounds quite nice. And then when you say thinner, you're thinking, okay, what's going on here? But the subject matter, ladies and gentlemen, is actually going to be uh, a little less than nice, uh, actually a lot less then nice uh, because um, this is a film that is uh, based on on some research and stories as documented by uh, Suara Rakyat Malaysia, or uh, Mm. to be shortened to Swaram. The focus is on a 16-year-old boy who, along with some of his friends, uh, was allegedly arrested and beaten up by the police uh, some time ago. This is a number of years ago. Uh, But we are going to talk about uh, the bigger picture context uh, in the second part. It does feel like some of the things that do take place in this film, it could it could be something that take place just over the past um, few months, perhaps. Um, so mm-hmm. we are going to be talking a bit more about the bigger picture context in the second half, but the first half is actually going to be focused a lot more on the film wow. itself. We are going to be discussing the film um, as as a film per se. Um, the, the film we we must also take note that the film has changed the names of characters. Wow. And, and this is done to protect their identities. Uh, the film itself, uh, is actually, uh, something that was put forth by the Freedom Film Fest, um, which is an annual human rights documentary film festival organized by the Freedom Film Network since yeah. 2003. Uh, it's actually quite short running for about three minutes and 45 seconds. So ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to take a pause in listening to our podcast for now, and just run over and watch the film first for about four minutes or so before you come back and listen to our thoughts on the film. Feel free to do so, but for now, um, you and I we are going to talk about the film. And having seen the film, as I just wonder what your thoughts and feelings are um, in watching the film, Chili Powder and Thinner.
1: Uh I think I think because it's too short, I can watch it multiple times. So that's- yay. So that's nice. Uh, first is to understand, and then second is to to really experience the feeling and uh, really try to understand why it's a big deal. Why the police are like everything is you know why why it, it got to where it's a, it is now. So firstly, I think I'm absolutely mad. Um, with how because as a as a, as a documentary filmmaker, I have. A bias towards believing and uh seeing the truth of the film as it is mm. and it is presented to me. So first and foremost, I feel so mad and uh, basically the to, to the reality and the state of how uh police uh in the documentary mm. is treating these boys and um and then they got to me and said, oh, okay. Because I've heard it so many times before um, about how people who are in are uh, being treated and it's not news news because we just like... I think part of me got desensitized. Like, oh, this is just another story. This is just another issue. This is hmm. not impossible because the police are in the position of power. So... And then, but but to be presented in that way, and to be it seen uh, in an animation, and hear the voice of uh, one of the victims, mm. it it got to me. It it feels like, um, oh, that could be anyone that I know. That could be like my family members, or young,
2: mm.
1: being treated that way. So it got me pissed. And and I understand uh, why you should be, you should be pissed and mad at it and and be frustrated but i think deep in me i'm not shocked i'm like oh okay this is possible and and this is i think that's this the the desensitized me talking like this happens all the time and finally someone brave enough like the people of the Freedom Film network and suaram actually put out this kind of animation and Mm. yeah, it it, it uh, makes some ripples and shoot some people. So I think it's definitely uh, put across a point. and And people are mad. People are mad. Like, how could this be possible? And we're living in Malaysia and supposed to be like Amanda, my country. And, and now we have this. Like, mm. are we just replicating, you know, the issue? I mean, it's not... um the fact that this happened everywhere in the world and Malaysia yeah. don't
0: You're absolutely right. Certainly in the context of a more global uh, perspective, we do see plenty of evidence of all sorts of uh, police brutality uh, uh, and in this particular instance uh, taking place, not just in, of course, countries uh, like Malaysia, but also, uh, as, as we know, uh, we, we have like, um, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Um, which originated in the United States, um, but that itself is a combination of many years of police brutality and discrimination against uh, certain groups of people and, and whatnot. So, so it's not a particularly Malaysian thing. I must admit, Ezza, before I proceed with the next question, I, I find it sad. I find it sad that, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you in, in so many ways with a, a lot of what you said there. It's just that I find it sad that you have spoken of how upset you are, but also of how you are not surprised. And I think maybe on some level, maybe there's a bit of that mentality where I look at you as perhaps somebody who is of the younger generation, who's supposed to be more hopeful, who's supposed to be more um, positive in terms of of looking at things and, and kind of make constructive contribution to society. So when you say all that, to be honest with you, my first instinct is that it makes me feel sad that you and you, I mean, I know you, you are like one of the most positive persons I, I, I know, um, certainly in this context. And that you, uh, oh, you're not surprised. Much. Well, so it's, it's sad to kind of note that. Um, so I, I, I need to put that on, on the record. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear, some noise in the background. That's my brother.
2: Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh yoga.
0: Swiveling the camera around for a bit. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so I think
0: maybe he's upset at the police got <laughs> good.
1: <laughs> okay, then uh, like a little bit of a little bit of context into it on today's because I think it's a bit personal topic, I don't mind sharing. Uh I think. Last month to, throughout last month, I had an ah. encounter with the police. Uh, oh yeah. Ta? Simply because my uh, younger ah. sister from ah uh, yes. Yeah, my young my younger sister from another mother had um been beaten by the husband. Ulla. So and because she's in the the abuser punya household, mm. she refused and said, Oh nothing. Ah. So when the police heard that. Uh, oh, nothing's happened. They didn't do any more investigation and they closed the... So, it got... I think... <laughs> I think that actually steamed this uh, The police didn't do... they they supposed to protect us and they're supposed to be the one who has the power and the authority to actually help. But they just say, Oh, okay. There's nothing we can do. So, I mean, this is the opposite of uh not not directly similar to mm. the case that we're talking about, which is the which is the um lah, police brutality. But in my case, mm. it's police tak effective. Uh mm. it's police tak effective and police tak really do their jobs in protecting my sister. Lah. So that's that's my ang, ang-, ang- angsty in me talking and my frustrated. Self-talking law. Mm. We're trying to get help other than ah. the police because we don't feel like the police is helping. <laughs> uh, so we try to get a different avenue. Lah, kata macam the kasih. And then same, like the authority don't have any, don't cannot cannot help if the pelaku or the eh, sorry, not the plaku, if the mangsa the victim. Uh, didn't speak up about it, so I understand now. Uh, and having this experience with my sister, that that's why people don't go to police and don't go to authority, cause they cannot. They 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 are afraid, and they feel like no what nobody's gonna help them, and uh, there's nothing that she uh, they can do. So, and and as a family member, I can only my help. Uh, to advise and um, ask to just because whenever we try to get an authority figure to go to the house because of the lockdown we cannot be there as a family eh? and, mm, then, betul. and then and uh, then and then and then when she said oh nothing's happened this is me to for instance. And the police believe it despite having the blue eyes and the bumps and the scene. And the police didn't question more because in this case she is intimidated by the abuser. Mm. So so I think the pos- I've lost uh most or like 90% of my trust in the police.
0: So oh, that's, the un-
1: that's the answer. That's the answer. Oh, that's so
0: tricky. <laughs> uh,
1: because like the, at, the, at the time where we really need the help, we really need the, macam, Uh, because, like, my sister is the victim, kan? the police not there. So, uh, when watching the film, and so, it got to me, Or oh, I understand why people are frustrated, people are just mad, instead of being, contohnya so the police, and instead of them checking on to, you know, look into the case, and mm. finding out whether it's true or not, they 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 made it as if we are the problem, like, macam the fact that I'm trying to reach out to them, uh, to mm. perhaps you know check on my sister as if I am the issue, macam, oh, it's a masalah lah Kibini. you cannot in- interfere, even if mm. you know she's getting beaten. So, um, and and that that uh, I think I share the same sentiment as the people who make this film, meaning like, for why are you? Why are you not effective in, you know, trying to get to the culprit instead? Mm. You're questioning our our authority, pula. Bukan authority, macam our aduan, pula. Macam, this is. <laughs> I think I think yeah. To answer your question, in regards to this particular topic, lah, because I'm just very sad with the police, so I resonate mm. with it, lah.
0: Wow, thank you very much for that. I mean, that's incredibly enlightening. And I do appreciate you sharing that with me. I, yeah, I can see how you being in that context and seeing uh, chili powder and thinner would kind of make you feel the way you feel right now. Um, but, But your reaction, in a way, it kind of also reminds me of this particular film called Network, which is a film made sometime in the 70s. And it's it's actually quite a good film. Oh, it's, it's, okay. Especially in the context of media studies. It's one of these films that I do like to give the opportunity <clears> to <throat> to my students because it really does touch on a number of very yeah. relevant issues, uh, even in today's day and age. Um, so there's one scene where you had a character who was, uh, I think basically he became so mad about something that mm-hmm. what he, he reacted by actually going out And he started to just, um, I think he's a television news anchor. So on the news program he was supposed to present or or the the program he was supposed to um, lead, he actually reacted by saying how all these things are making him feel upset. And he says that he's mad and that he's not going to take it anymore. And he said that to everybody else who feels the same way, we should all go outside and we should you know open the windows and open the doors and scream and shout at the very top of our lungs to say that we are mad that we are not going to take it anymore so you had this amazing scene where a lot of people actually started to do that and and then you heard this the exact same voices of discontent kind of reverberating around um in the neighborhood and perhaps in other neighborhoods um and in in the in the film as well so I just I mean, you going on and on and on and on there, it made me feel like you also wanted to open your window and that you wanted to shout out the window um, the exact same words that you are mad, Ezra, that you are not going to take it anymore. (laughs) You're not actually going to do it, right? It's it's raining (laughs) a bit over there, guys. Yes. I
1: wish I could kibarkan all the bendera that I need to kibarkan from here. Yes. I I think, yeah, I... It got to me lah, especially in the lockdown, you feel so hopeless. You feel like, what am I going to do if I were to go out? Then Tanya, like, when, when, because my house and uh, her house is a bit fast, we have to rentas daerah and all Mm. the, all the police, uh, roadblock lah. I think, I think it got to me lah, especially lockdown being so long and. I thought I'm, I'm okay with all this stuff. When you're in a position where you don't you you feel like hopeless, you cannot do anything, Ah, it got it got me mad and I think a lot mm. of people share that feeling as well. Macam, it's hard to to even deal with uh with the police. Macam, it's supposed to be an easy thing, now it's just another hassle. You feel like uh you should you can initially I feel like okay, I could rely to the police and and have the police help out because they're you know that's their work. They have they have to help people out. And now mm. having to experience it, I'm like, Allah. Now mm. you just prove me, prove it to prove to me that what people other people are saying, Yeah. Well,
0: once again, um, you know, you have my sympathies and, <coughs> and whatnot. Uh, and perhaps, you know, you say that you don't know what to do. Maybe one thing we can do is mm-hmm. to kind of Hopefully, talk about this film in greater detail yeah. and kind of just like um, have this more as a, a as a therapeutic <laughs> session as well. Um, yes. I mean, watching the film and, and mm. getting back to the film itself, I just mm-hmm. wonder whether you can identify certain scenes or moments that were particularly effective for you. Which um, I mean, for me, when I watch this, it feels like even though this film is actually an animation and it featured the animation uh, by Amin Landa, um, I I cannot, I cannot like look at scenes of people going pukul, an animation, you know, and then there's a sound effects being put in as well. Um, so all this is actually quite effective. So for me, the scenes where budak-budak uh, tu kena pukul, I mean, yeah, it's, it's animated. It's not real, real, but it, it made me feel uh, frustrated and angry as well. And it was very difficult to watch. And I just wonder whether there were any scenes in this film like that for you.
1: I think definitely, uh, of course, all the the scenes are relating towards the abuse. Like, you have, you have, you only see that in like hmm. a mafia film. <laughs> like That's it, right. I don't know. it got to me you know, some of the you guys can to mafia, and if that's the that's the issue. And I think what mm. I think what hit me more is the voice could I think I can sense uh I hear uh this boy uh telling the stories and uh I I it can I got connected to that long and some like his voice has this um I don't know, just hopeless sounding and, and the fact that he cannot help the friend, like the mm-hmm. fact that they're in a position not to be able to fight back. And even if uh, there's one scene in uh yeah, I okay, can okay, I can point out one, especially when he went to the uh the mahkamah the mm. court and the, and then the the magistrate or the judge actually assigned them to go to the hospital and that mm. was uh not
2: oh yeah <laughs> so yeah i
1: think right. i think i think um yeah it hit close to home lah because in my case <laughs> back to the story a bit uh macam i wanted to bring my sister to the hospital so at least in my head i saying, okay takpe, if, if someone sees her with the bruises and whatnot and her condition, perhaps, perhaps the police would bring her to the hospital, but no. Mm. So, so in this case, like how, how are you? So your value system is problematic. you know, if he is dying Mm. and, and looking so terrible like that, and you're not, you because to save yourself, to save your, to save yourself lah. Uh, mm. In this case the police or uh, allegedly allegedly the police and then they didn't bring to the hospital sebab you know, you know the medical report will say the truth about the abuse. yeah, so so I think that's that made me even better so fall I'm funny some see see because you want to save your save your ASS and then you don't want. to Help out and and you know that if it got out in any way because I'm sure if they went to the hospital and made report there will be like photographic evidence, mm. and people will will they will dig into it and and make a case out of that, out of that you got so mm. I think this also takes experience, abuser, like, like me like, to. And and it looks as if it's normal, if they have all this web, we weapon, this equipment, or weapon lah, yeah. like all the the gloves and the kayu, and the baton. Mm. So yeah, I think that 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 got me really mad.
2: Mm,
0: absolutely. I think yeah, you, know, you being your position, we can see where you're coming from and how you feel about certain things. Um I do want to get a bit more of a <clears throat> take on the animation approach mm. in documentary because mm-hmm. I think for me personally, it feels like it's still not a particularly common thing that I see whereby mm-hmm. we see it's yeah, it's a documentary per se, right? not a fiction film. It's based on facts and it portrays reality uh, as 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 we see and understand it. But using animation for that too us so much um it's it's not a particularly normal or, or comfortable fit together because you have animation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is something that relies so much on the creative or, or the recreative mm-hmm. if you will right you, you are kind of recreating something that happened before um, in a certain way um, and then the mm-hmm, documentary mm-hmm. which is meant to document life as it is I just mm-hmm. wonder what your thoughts what, what your thoughts are on this approach uh, especially in the context of chili powder and thinner uh,
1: yes I actually feels like there's in documentary can you have this different kind of modes. So I would I would classify this as the creative uh po- or creative slash poetic modes where you
2: mm.
1: actually tell a story with a different with a medium, say documentary, but using animation. Sato, right. I think it's definitely logistic, because like, you don't have uh you don't have basically footages and if it's just audio then it'll be uh it'll, it will be not as impactful and effective mm. than having like, an animation. It's just a recreation or it's a it's a form of reenactment but with animation as its uh medium. Mm. And kalau macam reenactment you just add content. But I think I think this will it it will instill a sense of Understanding and idea of what is going on, and and not only that animation works, but we have we have this. They, they put in this sound effects and this um soundtrack, sound effects, mm. all the two tumo and the it you know, soundtrack. The the very sad sounding uh, music. Uh, so I think that brings us or at least give an immersion feeling towards like we're there. Mm. Uh, and and I think, yes, uh, if you watch, there's a few and I understand that film, Freedom Film Network, I think the free, Freedom Film Fest of 2011 or 2012 when, when I went to the screening once and they mm. had this, I think they're used to this kind of documentary. Code. They have this documentary um film grant given to a film called Purof J. So with uh you. huh. It's uh I think I it got me uh and I, I remember watching that film and it's uh with interview uh mm-hmm. talking heads interview as well as animation so the amalgam of these two uh two style of animation as well as um talking heads so where is the interview the filmmaker interview uh who of j j stand for gender and the stigma that people have towards gender so he i remember watching this film and it's a, he the documentary filmmaker actually um take idea from his mother and then mm. from there he interviewed a few people la, and i uh, remember still feeling sorry and how people are having this stigma to, towards a widower. So and and I remember they have this animation, uh, a little bit of animation lah to to uh hmm. make the documentary interesting and to tell the story perhaps. So and right. I can't remember. There's another one. Uh, I think Israelis, uh, or Palestinian documentary. I can't remember, but. Also documentary, having a voiceover, but with animation. But I have to look for it.
2: Ooh.
1: I remember and there's two one, kan, ada satu kan?
0: That's right. I think that's Palestinian. Quite,
1: quite, that's quite Palestinian. famous. Palestinian.
0: Eh, huh? hey, we reviewed that. I think we
1: reviewed that. <laughs> Did we? <laughs>
0: We published I, oh I I oh yeah, it's a long
1: time ago God. It remember. was a long time ago. Uh, this is during my I think when I was in the UK I watched it. So perhaps in 2000. So if I were in the UK 2010 2014 to 2016, so the film must be keluar before that. Because no? I remember watching it in the in a class. Uh, yes. One of my no,
0: it's it's a oh. film.
1: It's, it's, Israeli.
0: it's Israeli, an Israeli uh, film. It's called Waltz with Bashir.
1: Yes. Yay, that's the one. I think I think <laughs> that's that's a documentary, it's a It's a recollection. Oh, it's a fiction film. I think it's a documentary.
0: I, I'm just doing a very quick googling <laughs> of that here, ladies and gentlemen, because I feel... Or I, feel I might right be weird. wrong. We've uh, reviewed that film. We have reviewed that film. <laughs> My goodness. Hey, 2009. <laughs> so, Milan. Milan.
1: 2009. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's that's when I ago. saw
0: it. That's when I saw it. And
1: oh, okay, okay. I
0: completely forgot about the film, <laughs> even though we have reviewed it. Anyway, so we'll just, I'm just going to so, save it in our show notes. <laughs> yes.
1: So, yeah, I think I think that I can relate to that. To that last, but I, no, I, no, I can relate. I, can, I recall uh, that film, watching this but mm. I have to check whether we have to check whether it's a documentary or fiction. But from what I remember, I think it's documentary.
0: I think, I think it is a, a form of documentary. Absolutely. Oh. I, I mean, certainly there's a creative aspect to it as you pointed mm-hmm. out and, and one that is highly skilled and technical, um, but certainly something that's uh, very effective all the same. Uh, coming back to the film, I just like, want to play a bit more of the yeah. devil's advocate for a bit. What if we had taken not the animation approach as the primary method of telling the story in chili powder and thinner, but what if we had gone with something that's a little bit more conventional, like featuring talking heads and because the recreation or the reconstruction of scenes too must have been able as as live action scenes. can I mean, um, how, how effective do you think such a, film would be, um, is it more effective this way or, or can we like consider live action as perhaps the better way to go in, in making the story
2: more effective?
1: Uh, I feel like um, hmm, that's a good question because I know uh, it's hard to I think if it were to be a live action reenactment or hmm. based on Archive footage. It'll be more effective, and the police are gonna get angrier. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> okay. I think I think this being having an animation also kind of I'm not saying they're playing safe, but it's the the it's the mid midway. you mm. wanna try the water, but you don't really wanna push it too much, and mm. you, yeah, you wanna you want you want to start the spark. But um yeah, and I think I personally feel like because of because it's an animation to got
2: hmm.
1: people to uh, give attention to it, people see right. it differently, perhaps because it's not just another documentary, not just another reporting it's right. it has it has that oh, it's an animation, uh, so perhaps that can have gain some attention or make people feel like, want to click and want to watch, perhaps. I don't know. Mm. I think uh, well,
0: that, that's a very good point. Um, certainly something that I did not think about as much. So I think you are right on the money there. The, the final question that I have for you for the first part of our discussion here is more about something that you're working with right now. Um, and It's kind of connected to some of the previous questions you got. Lah. Um, because right now you're working with mm-hmm, a virtual, mm-hmm. v- is it virtual reality or 3D?
1: It's it's three hundred sixty. so it's a virtual 360. tour or virtual. virtual tour. Yes, uh, because if you say virtual reality, you kind of making you kind of like make the world with the with make uh, the world from like three D rendering and whatnot. I mm. I think I might be wrong, but mm. uh, virtual tour. is you go to a space where well, it's there. It's just that you're recording or making a film mm-hmm. that um, brings you in there virtually. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it sounds but, sounds very interesting in its yeah, own right. Um, but I just, VR?
1: Yeah, I think it could be VR. Yeah. Uh,
0: so it's, do you have to wear like, a headset in order to enjoy the film? So, it might be a virtual reality thing. But, but that all the can, same. That
1: that would be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True.
2: Yeah, but I think wow. to do you think to
1: be able, I, I feel like if you have the headset and everything that would be more interactive. Lah. Hmm. You can now now to enjoy uh to enjoy the firm, you will have now YouTube has that if that um YouTube app has that um that ability to mm-hmm. just when you hold the phone kan, and you yeah. m- move you move your phone and just mm. the it moves as well with you so yeah. whenever wherever you turn even if bawah ke 360 so yeah i think to not everyone has the Oculus ka uh, yang macam all the headset tu kan but everyone perhaps have the most of the people have the smartphone, YouTube app, so they can still enjoy it. So, yeah. Mm. That's
0: okay. All right. So, in this case, I mean, because what you're working <coughs> is actually yep. to produce a documentary. Yeah. So, in your opinion, I mean, again, uh, touching on the discussion mm. of, of the the mode of the delivery. Yep. Um sure. You, you're, you're telling something that is so-called true, which I mean, it's, like it's a documentation or a recreation of a documentation of, of history or real life, or whatever. but at the same time, you're also using a technology like, um, you mm. know, 360 mm. degrees uh, video technology or virtual reality. Does that kind of, do you think that kind of brings you closer to the actual reality you're trying to portray it? Or does it kind of make the audience feel like it's too, more of a gimmick macham? you know, it kind of removes the audience more from mm-hmm. the story that you're trying to tell them.
1: Uh, I think a little bit of both, actually. um now, I think perhaps Malaysia is a bit um, they worked out with this technology because uh, if I'm not mistaken, RT, the Russian uh, TV punya... Um, mm. The news they channel. Act- the news channel, yeah. They actually uh, commissioned filmmaker around the world to make 3D, uh, 360 documentary. So, uh, to have a 360 documentary is actually to be able to teleport yourself somehow to this environment. Uh, mm. Because in 360 video, it's 360 sound. So, whenever you turn around, and if the burung is over there, perhaps, you're going to mm. hear the burung louder. Mm. If you turn it over here, and if it's the sungai, you're going to sing listen to this so it's a surround sound and immersive experience uh, that perhaps you will experience whenever you go to the cinema uh, and Mm. you can hear this surround sound it's just that the cinema screen is um, in front of you but you can choose your 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 view or what you want to mm. see. So some action might be happening over there and some action might be at the back. So mm. this is you being uh, in that position lah. So um I feel like if the 360 documentary would uh, be made, it would be a mm. more immersive experience. And if uh, I can only imagine if it's like a war documentary again versus mm-hmm. it's a 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I'm not sure how we <laughs> so like sure you can hear the what, if, if that even, <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm sure there's a brave enough reporter out there that went into this field. Uh, I mean went into war zone just to film it. Yeah, 360 documentary give give a sense of space and time. Um like you're there. So I think hmm. I uh, after make the experience that I have now making this documentary really give a new perspective towards how hmm. and where um this could take so about myself, especially now during lockdown and people are in their own homes and people crave to go out more places that we have usually have visitors as like the museum or hmm. uh i don't know i can think of the museum museum lah sekarang because that's what I, the documentary that i made uh surround around so hmm. nobody nobody is going there so so it's sayang lah, sebab, you know that's where the art is, the cultural heritage is. So to be able to bring someone with just by their screen of the telephone to bring them to that space, especially during lockdown, ni memang I feel like it is it is interesting lah, and then and a way mm. to go.
0: Okay. okay, well there you go. You heard it first from Azah Mahmud, ladies and gentlemen. We should kind of. Check our own biases uh, and consider like different forms of, of storytelling in trying to tell the story um, perhaps in a more effective way. Coming back to Chili Powder and Thinner, um, again, a short animated film running for less than four minutes. Um, the, I was attracted to the mode, um, but we can see how it is also quite effective in its own ways in detailing the stories uh, of um, the young man who was uh, uh, beaten while in police custody. Um, that's that for the first part of our discussion here. Uh, we're going to take a short break for now. When we get back, we are going to talk a bit more about the bigger picture, the, the current context that helps to inform our reading and understanding of the film. Um, the, uh, chili powder and thinner. So, don't go anywhere. kena bawa pergi balai Utara. Tangan Tambi kena ikat. Lepas tu Ladies and
2: gentlemen,
0: boys and girls, uh, we're back for the second half of our discussion here uh, about not just perhaps the bigger picture context uh, surrounding chili powder and thinner, but taking a closer look at uh, some of the other things that may um, uh, that may influence uh, again our reading and understanding of, of the film as a whole, um, in recent months, ladies and gentlemen, there's been a number of uh, and I think for now, I'll give you a bit of a break as because uh, I'm going to launch the very long paragraph, <laughs> um, but it is important and, and it really does uh, require all the extra details that like, we kind of uh, need to mm-hmm. consider in the bigger picture context. In recent months, there's been a number of people who have died, while in police or judicial custody, so to speak, with the likes of uh, Surendran Shankar, Sivabalan Subramaniam, and A. Ganapati, just three being reported in the media in the past number of months. And we're looking at April and May here. Lah. We're covering this film right now because, as, as we mentioned earlier, it's a bit of a hot topic. Um, the film was released earlier on in June, but it is only maybe nearly a month later, on 2nd of July, that the filmmakers Amin Landa, who is a cartoonist and... Uh, Anna Har, who's a co-founder of the Freedom Film Network, um, you know, as, as we mentioned earlier, organisers sort of the Freedom Film Fest, and whose YouTube channel the film is released on, um, were questioned by the police. The police also raided the FFN office and Amin's house. And this actually followed a similar questioning of a free Malaysia Today reporter, Hakimi Amri Isamuddin, on the 17th of June, um, about his coverage of the film. And most recently on the 6th of July, they also questioned Swaram's executive director, Sivan Doraisabi, project coordinator, Muhammad al shatri Abdullah, and advisor, Kwa Sung, along with Missy Solidarity's Sharon Wah. Um, it should be noted, and we kind of need to um, bring into uh, this discussion uh, what, what their lawyer, Raj Suryan Pillai have said, uh, because he noted that uh, in doing um, these activities, um, the, the police were quite professional in questioning the those who were uh, taken in on the 6th of July. So that's um, Sevan uh, Alshatri, uh, Kiasung, and uh, Sharon Wah. So, so at least we, you know, we see how, on some level, we, you know, as you mentioned earlier, uh, some of the police officers, you know, carrying out their duties and whatnot, lah, um, in, in a certain way that is uh, noted to be professional, lah. But we have some responses here um, that I think is worth taking into consideration as well. Uh, Brenda Danker uh, of the Freedom Film Network, uh, she is quoted here in a report by Free Malaysia Today, as uh, questioning or, or, or saying, instead of investigating them, why are they not addressing the urgent messages in the film? They need to look into why this is happening. Instead, they are looking at the artists and journalists who are bringing this issue to light the people have a right to know what happened. Anna Har, who was one of the persons uh, questioned by the police in an interview with BFM, she described the experience as uh, scary, but also disappointing. And we have an open letter by the Center for Independent Journalism. Uh, I'm just going to read an excerpt of that letter. We demand that the Minister of Home Affairs, Datuk Sri Hamzah Zainuddin and the Inspector General of Police, Datuk Sri Atril Sani Abdullah Sani, Act on the following with immediate effect. Number one, stop all investigations and intimidation of individuals related to the chili powder and thinner short film. Number two, investigate allegations of brutality and custodial deaths documented in the film. And number three, support accountability and justice. Set up the Independent Police Complaints and Misconduct Commission, IPCMC, a recommendation made by the Royal Commission of Police 16 years ago. So that ladies and gentlemen is what's going on here right now uh, in terms of events surrounding the film. As a, um, I kind of feel that we have touched on uh, some of your reaction here, but again, I just want to kind of get your thoughts on what's going on here um, because we do see a lot of uh, these kind of uh, intimidation efforts being put into place by way of, of the questioning of, of uh, journalists and activists and filmmakers and whatnot. In this case, should the police be doing what they do above? Or could perhaps more attention be given to what is
2: being highlighted in this film?
1: I feel like, like um, whoever in the position of power, uh, whenever their status or their position is questioned or critiqued, they will feel like, they will feel inferior. Like the fact that... Um, the fact that people are act- actively talking about this and people are voicing out their concern and the public is having a very especially public is just this is just mad myself. How could this be possible? How how could this be allowed? So I think that's just their natural reaction to go intimidate and um, find out. And, you know, make people feel like, hey, I'm still in the position of power. So mm. you don't play-play. So you don't, you don't, don't you dare to come up at us And, you know, having all these allegations, that would be the first reaction. But I feel like, listen, that's wrong. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to investigate further and, and, and accept that, you know, something is wrong within your system and people are dying and every lives matter, doesn't care like which race you are, you're a Malaysian, and, and this is happening in mm. this then. So instead, they should go and check on the, check on the um, cases, what happened. I'm sure they have a, like a, like a, how to say, I'm sure it's, they, they have the record of, you mm. know, bringing people in during Ramadan and, uh bobgi makamam should sure they they can pinpoint a specific thing which in hmm. which police officer involved which um they it was happening and whatnot but um hmm. if you see in the beginning of the film memang they will stop uh, they will stop perhaps because um the car that they were driving has don't have the same a uh, plate number kangan so they they the the film didn't um explain about that or what's their defense on that kind. Hmm. Uh and too satu. Tapi macam to be brutal and to be violent towards someone young. Helpless, lah. Macam, yeah, three perhaps the like young people, yang can don't have any weapon um, and tak boleh and mm. this you are in uh, their territory kan, the police territory. It doesn't mean that the police can do anything they want. So, mm. I think um, the fact and, and perhaps this problem or this issue has been going on so long and nobody's talking about it and it keeps happening. People yeah. keep dying and 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 with this firm, Um, coming out, I think the police got scared and because perhaps that's the usual way of doing things, got physical. So, with this come coming out, some people or the police should be, um, should, Hmm. pay attention or give attention to what's happening within. There is something very wrong within the system and if they are so egoistic and not not looking into that, instead go towards support and critic they, well, then it's the same cycle. They just, they, they are not um, going to the roots of this problem, which is their own stuff being abusive towards. Mm. People.
0: Yeah, I would totally agree. And I think um, so much of what you say there is also a, a lot of my own opinion. And I think this is actually incredibly important because the police's reputation is taking a battering right now. Um, and it's actually in some ways um, important if they themselves can take a lot of these things seriously because um, when well, we talk about this, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we, we do need to consider how representative this may or may not be of, of the police force uh, as a whole. In, in my experience, I've had some negative experiences with them, but at the same time, I've also had some very positive interactions with them as well. And I feel that there's a lot of good men and women um who do a lot of good work on a day to day basis and is um macam ini pun mencemari reputasi mereka jugalah um, just because you work with the police then there will be rightly or wrongy people will treat you negatively um, because of all these other um you know so called bad apples per se. yang uh, ah ada banyak buat kerja yang mungkin tidak itu Betul lah right? Um, so we do need to note that uh, for our part, it, it's not like we ourselves are investigative journalists. So we do work with what we see in the media, what we have mm-hmm. read in reports. But as you suggested, Ezra, um it seems like there's more than enough for, for people to kind of look uh, within and to kind of see what the issue is. Uh. So I think it'd be good if we can um, do that to to rehabilitate or to re- recuperate or to, to better improve what you say, the trust that people... Should have in the police in a way, yeah. Um, so yeah. So especially in the COVID context, I kadang-kadang macam, I can see it's Like I mean, this is a totally different story, lah. But you know, when when mm-hmm. I'm driving around and I get to the roadblock, um, and, and I have you know, the paper to to cross uh, into to the next daerah, and I see them doing their work in the middle of the in the middle of the day, panas, gila. and you know, mm-hmm. I, I there are times when I do feel much. You know, got um, so, you so you know i I, I just feel like um, these events, as depicted in films like um, Chili Powder and Thinner, it is actually something uh, that highlights an important issue that should be dealt with because that issue um, and, and problem perhaps uh, is something that can really affect how effective the police will conduct. Um, is, is uh, behavior in the future as well so so you're absolutely right um, there's a need for for all of us uh, especially the police in this case to kind of look deep within and see like how they can um, sort out uh, or fix certain things to um, you know better improve themselves and, and therefore their image as well in, in the community instead of you know, going after, as, as, what, as what Anna Har um, mes, uh, mentioned in the interview with EFM, like going after the messengers. Um,
2: mm.
0: You know, you're not looking at the message, betul ke No, it's mm. just a matter of, oh, you're the one who said it, therefore, we're going to go after you. So, you have macam, tak adil kan? Um, So, I think that's something uh, worth bearing in mind. Um, Out of the two of us, Eza, you are currently more active and more involved in the making of documentaries and such. I just wonder, like, you know, all these things going on, how does this make you feel? Is this also having a kind of chilling effect on you in making you think twice or three times before you um, maybe make a film or cover a particular subject matter?
1: Absolutely. which I'm always, like, I think if the topic of the documentary that I'm planning to do has... Like um, that, might if if we were to get attention, you will bring me to trouble. Of course, I feel the needs to be hati to to be careful with what we put out uh, or what I feel like should be in the film or should not be in the firm Because mm. I don't know, I feel like I'm a peaceful person. I don't uh, uh, as much as I can if I don't want to get in trouble. So that mm. perhaps the courage. Uh, it has a limit lah. Macam, okay, kita boleh push lagi this topic or this issue or as much as we want. Tapi macam, what are steps or langkah-langkah that we should take to protect ourselves juga. Macam, ah mm-hmm. uh, but if the, if, ah uh, yeah, I think all filmmaker lain lah. Kalau you Michael Moore ke, macam yang, in the, ah, tak kisah apa pun, tak apa. <laughs> <laughs> yang tu, yang tu hardcore lah. Tapi macam, <laughs>
0: Do you Reza, don't, have to go to, <laughs> don't have to go to the US. We okay, j-
1: we have Reza, <laughs> <kan>? <laughs> uh, Yes, uh, macam kan. Uh, and, and I think, um, yeah, I think as a filmmaker, of course you have something to say. Of course you have frustration boiling up in you and uh, because that's your medium, that's a way of you to express. So you use your mm. art, lah. Uh, mm. And I think... um. Because I, at times also, in my head, um, I feel there's too much um problems happening tau because that's what we always see in the media, kan? So mm. uh, I feel like at times, uh, i focus on the good things. At least I can uh, remem- let people or remind people that, hey, there's also so much things, uh, good, mm. good things happening uh, because it's just too dense with negativity and it's not good for the mental health and as much as we want mm. to be update be like uh inform and update and it got to us long. So spiritually it's not good. So um I think what the Freedom Film Network are doing is great. Swaram's doing is great. I've met Anahar and uh Brenda and Al Shatri even in their previous uh workshops and mm. film festival. So they're good people and mashallah I think I yeah, it's easy to interact with them and uh even yeah, they're good people, I know they are. And and they meet them mean well lah, to, to be able to to put out this, you know, it's brave. I think it's it's definitely much like, kudos to them lah and, mm. and it, it it need to be said uh and, and we can see the effectiveness of this film lah. Sebab mm. You just like to make people um, to to just start the spark of conversation and awareness and um, I think that will give pressure to the police like and I agree with you not all mm. police are uh, all police are in this case lah so, sebab macam I remember all the time pergi uh, kebenaran nak rentas negeri all the police are very accommodative mashallah, and, and they're doing mm. their job and, but like everyone uh, it's how like sometimes you forget all the good things, young um, people, people but can you focus on that one thing? But mm. it got you feel something, okay, you like if the police are doing their job or then okay, if this, this this issue will will make you feel something, make you feel mad, and plus the lockdown and everyone mental state is still it's like not on at the, at our best, perhaps so uh, people absolutely. demand for nila. Sabab. truly this can be anyone this can be anyone's family member and if, mm. if it can happen to someone it can absolutely happen to you so people uh, they they got mad and, and people are angry and angered by this issue uh, bersebab it's not like out of vacuum lah mm. Mana kata it's legit and, and we acknowledge it and now uh, we urge People or the police to investigate further. So about every like even one life young, you know, abused and and treated this way is is not right. Mm. So that's that's what I think.
0: Yep. Uh I totally agree with that. Uh, as ever you you speak very eloquently on an issue that is uh very complicated and whatnot. So I agree with you. Um I feel much of the same way because certainly in terms of courage and um, I would like to think of myself as such. But to be honest, maybe in some contexts, I'm not as courageous as others like uh, Anna and Brenda in consistently creating the space for filmmakers to actually express um, you know, uh, more than just a little bit of the truth that happens. On a day-to-day basis in this country, I feel that in so many ways they should be lauded instead of being questioned um, for the kind of uh, work and 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 activism kind of spirit that they have within them to actually uh, put forth into the public discourse uh, all these very important uh, stories going on here. And on that note, I kind of wonder maybe could could the police have taken a different approach in, in tackling this? Because there's this thing called the Streisen effect, which is named after the performer Barbara Streisen, she tried to stop someone photographing the residents, but in doing so it actually inadvertently drew more attention to the issue uh, some time ago so basically, the idea is that the effect is in place when something happened and then you try to cover it up, and then you trying to cover it up kind of makes people more curious about that so um it's worth noting that the YouTube view count for Chilli Powder and Thinner, numbered at around 20,000 on the 2nd of July. Um, but at the time of recording on the 11th of July, it has nearly 60,000 views. Um, should the police have just let it go? <laughs> like, you know, maybe the film, they look at the film and then they think, alamak, it's but you know what? If we actually try to shut it down, more people are going to go and, and watch this film. Uh, Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I and mean, should just like, you know, you know, let, let it be uh, as the Beatles once uh, sang, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey. Yeah, I mean, I feel like itulah, macan the bad marketing is also marketing, kan? So, like,
2: <laughs> I think. Right. Yeah,
1: you're right. Well, no, <laughs> it's bad,
0: bad publicity, uh, bad publicity Apa? Is,
2: is good bad,
1: publicity. What is yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. like, I, I, perhaps, perhaps, I don't know because this is, uh, it's been a while since I heard of, uh, like, um, filmmaker uh, get questioned other than Yang family because she's the famous mm. one. But, like, um, mm. I seldom heard uh, issues like this. So, perhaps, I don't know. I, I'm assuming the police didn't know the scale of how it will become, like, how, like, uh, how intense I don't know. Perhaps they don't know about like how internet works. Like everyone can rally, can be rallied easily, and especially mm. if, if for the right cost. So, but right. um, in this case, perhaps they're underestimating the the uh, effects of the firm and um, it's a uh, lah. <laughs> now they have to they have to experience the nila. Experience the people's opinion and people's pressure to, to be more effective.
0: Uh, hmm. Right. I totally agree. Um, it should be noted, uh, just before we end today's uh, episode that, uh, some of the views, I think is also driven by a kind of a watch party in a way, not, not really a watch party, but, um, last night, Saturday, 10th of July, we're recording this on the, on the Sunday. So last night, Saturday, 10th of July, there was also this um, mass viewing effort, if you will, that, that um, uh, the FFN were trying to get going as well. So they wanted people to kind of watch the film and, and share uh links to the film with, with their other friends and perhaps to consider um uh, checking out some of the other links as well, like signing petitions um for for change to kind of take place and all this kind of stuff. And so Last night, I think it really helped to bump up the, the, the viewing figures for this particular film on that front. But nevertheless, um, that's a bit more of the context, uh, ladies and gentlemen, with regards to the film, chili powder and thinner, as well as in the first part of uh, today's episode, uh, our thoughts on the film itself. Uh, Ezra, any more for any more?
1: I think the film is effective because it's irrelevant. And mm. the fact that uh, People are, uh, you know, things didn't happen in vacuum and people are dying. Mm. So, people have, uh, so public has the right to be mad and angry and, and, uh, you know, put pressure so that it's, it's um something will be done lah. So, mm. I think that's, that's one thing that we can do. So, if have, you haven't uh, watched the film and mm. yeah, check out the film.
0: Yes, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be sharing all of the links uh, relevant to our discussion in today's session, not just of course, the link to the film, but also uh, to, to other articles and, and other um, sites which uh, cover this particular issue in greater detail, with greater expertise and with more informed opinions. Uh, nevertheless, for our part, we're happy enough to just talk about this um, and hopefully uh, you guys will Happy enough to just check out what uh, this film is all about. Um, that's that. We're good. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for the time and effort that you have taken to join us whenever and wherever you may be in the world. Ezza, say goodbye, Ezza.
1: Bye, everyone. Take care.
0: All right. And it's a goodbye from me as
2: well. Bye-bye. Everything
1: is okay. I just want to play. play. for the day.